everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Suplexes and Shea Butter. Of course, as always, I am Tanya, and I am not here with Tyler or Robin. I have a very special guest. For people who are familiar with me before this show, I did an earlier podcast with someone very special. He's my road dog. And uh, we haven't done a show. I actually checked. The last show we did was on May 9th, 2018. And uh, I think we were both so fed up with the product and in different stages of like falling out of love with just the whole process of being a WWE fan that we, we just decided, you know, yeah, let's just end this. But, uh, you know, as they say in Scarface, we thought we were out, and then our faves, they pulled us back in. So I want everybody to welcome from Live After SmackDown Live and Wednesday Night Shooting, Andrew M. Swift. Yay! Oh, thank you for that lovely introduction, Tanya. It's been, I was thinking as well, right before we came on air, that it had been definitely since early 2018 that we've... Uh, done a little show and boy there's been uh, a lot of stuff that's happened in the last yeah <laughs> last couple of years um both inside and outside of wrestling and, uh, you know it's been i think we were we've both been teasing it to each other for a while i think on twitter um and uh, glad that we're finally able to make it happen yeah and i'm glad that um because I was uh, at the point in time I was just going to be like to stop and then like you ghosted from Twitter <laughs> so everybody's which, which asking, time? <laughs> <laughs> so everybody's asking me where's Andrew when are you gonna do a show and I was like I don't know where Andrew is and they were like well okay well when are you gonna do a show and I was like okay well so people still want to hear from me but I'm like at that point I was still watching, but it was begrudgingly because my fave mm-hmm. was still yet I don't know what it was. It just wasn't. I didn't. He was in that in a period where like okay he had his diagnosis in late 2018, which I didn't get to talk mm-hmm. about. I had already formed a show then because like. I saw other black women who wanted, who were like, wanted to get their voice out there, especially my friend Tyler. So I was like, fuck it, I'll do it for her. So I just like, basically, I do the show and just let her go off about Roman. <laughs> but it's, it's been fun because it's like mostly positive. We don't, we just basically talked about the positive things, which was like Roman in the women's division. So I still mm-hmm. wasn't like, it was a different thing where like where we started off we were basically working for a website and we were reviewing the show so that format like continued with our podcast no matter what but not today mm-hmm. we're just going to talk about our face it's all about them <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been it's been a very very long time since those days um yeah, and uh, boy, our faves are having quite uh, quite a time right now. Do you want to talk about say. any about you know before Sasha in the blue wig run, like you know the crying on the floor shit and any of that? Oh man, you know, I tell you, 
It was it was a weird moment. I remember last year after she left after Mania and then was gone. I mean, I was I was totally out. I wasn't paying any attention at all to wrestling. Um, I mean, admittedly, I was also going through some like pretty big life stuff, um, and I didn't really get back into you know until she showed back up again after SummerSlam and made the heel turn that um, that you know was years and years and years overdue, and then of course lasted for barely a year <laughs> um which i i just remember so many years and so many memes of people um desperately wanting sasha banks to turn heel to to relive the glory days of um you know making little children cry in nxt uh back all the way in 2015 and you know that we i feel like my wrestling fandom kind of was surviving just through nostalgia for you know i don't know a couple of years like you know sasha's and bailey's main roster runs were not that great until i don't know last year last year <laughs> you know when the when they really started to get going but you know they both had their their spells you know sasha with the charlotte feud back in 2016 and Bailey was champ for a while in, in uh, 2017, and you know they've both been kind of minor featured players, um, but it was still kind of holding on to that hope and and dream uh, that you know one day that they would get to the the spot that we all knew that they should be in, and uh, you know it's it's funny that kind of circumstances has put them in that place you know becky who was undeniably the top star in the company got got pregnant and you know is going to do that whole thing that whole thing i guess <laughs> um that's a weird way to describe pregnancy but um, oh it's a thing all right you know, <laughs> no, it's a thing you would know that's definitely true um you know charlotte I think had an injury or some sort of thing that she, she was gone. So there was, there was no one really there to, you know, take the ball and run with it. And, and that's what this, you know, since I don't know, May or whenever that this all two belts, Bailey dose straps and two belts banks run got going. Um, and, uh, you know, it's been incredible to watch because it's just been like, yeah, I, I knew it. We all knew it all along that they had this sort of, uh, you know, we run the whole damn company thing in them. And it's 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 something that you almost, when it was happening and, and even now, it's just like, it's hard to realize that the good times are here for, you know, them in this storyline and their booking. Um, because it was for so many years, it was just like, oh, like just kind of ingrained into all of us that it was just like, okay, they're gonna be featured, they're gonna be, you know, important players, but they're not gonna be what we all think they should be and, and know that they can be. And to finally have that happen is in this year of all, of all years, fucking years, dude. In all fucking years, um, it's been 
a weird and wonderful trip and long may it continue yeah even when i like i had a period where i was just like wrestling sucks fuck wrestling because (laughs) in my head i was thinking wwe is never going to get their shit together enough for my face to come back so I fuck wrestling. I was still watching their clips on YouTube. I was still following their story. I just wasn't watching the show, but I knew exactly what they were up to. And um, the first pay-per-view I actually bought wasn't the one where Asuka faced both of them. I can't remember. Wasn't that SummerSlam? No. No, it wasn't both of them. It was like Sasha won. Sasha had the belt, or she won the belt against Oscar. Yeah. One of those, her match against Oscar. Oscar, where Bailey uh, acted as the ref. Yes, that's the one. That is that is. What was it? Was it payback or something? I don't I, even remember. No, but it was it was it was one of those pay per views where she faced Oscar, and I know she yeah. either became the champ or she was a champ and retained. It's kind of foggy, but I remember right, I knows. ordered I ordered that pay per view just to see the match, and I've had the network ever since then. So even though my fave brought me back, it was Sasha and Bailey's story because like they tell they're 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 good, but they telegraphed that shit. You just didn't know who was going to you know do the other one dirty basically mm-hmm. but th- mm-hmm. you had seen the looks and the eyes and the little petty stuff like bailey having all three belts with her right, right. with her with her, her, her plates plate, up. Plate yep. up yeah yeah yep. yep. so yep. uh i started paying attention to those things i was like oh shit it's gonna happen it's gonna happen so that i bought that baby just to see that and i know people said it took a long time and I agree but it's almost like it's worth it in the end now to see that they have so much history together It mm-hmm. on the main roster not just in NXT that the story right. has so many layers and so much depth so many places they could go with it how they could end it and you cannot predict where it's going to go and that's I think that's the most important thing even when you have like especially in WWE because they're so like blah about a lot of stuff to have at least one program but there's more than one just to have one program where it's like for week to week wanting to see how it progresses right and Sasha and Bailey have been doing that for the long they'll they'll do that with just a look you know so yeah i appreciate yeah that. no it's it's been it's been totally so i i looked it up and it was the the horror show at extreme rules uh when Sasha yes yes that won the belt which what what is with all the the weird taglines for all the pay-per-views <sighs> i mean not not that i care but like why why <laughs> It's, it's whoever is in charge now. That's their thing. Yeah. They they want. Yeah. But you know, I think it's kind of fun to like try to put your own twist or theme on. It's probably their passive aggressive way 
of renaming the pay-per-view, even though Vince doesn't want to get rid of those old names. Uh, it yeah, might be, yeah. or just even if it doesn't make sense, I'm gonna add a tagline. Fuck it, because he won't let us change right. <laughs> the names of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean the 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 story. I mean, like you said, they they now have literally over four years of main roster history, ever dating back to uh, July twenty fourth. 2016 in the uh i think it was still called the verizon center it may have been the capital one arena i don't know they renamed it uh at some point after that in uh in the nation's capital washington dc um wwe battleground where bailey made her main roster debut um you know so and and that was referenced by Bailey in the uh, the promo she made after a couple weeks ago, after you know the week after she uh, savagely attacked and and murdered Sasha, I'm gonna tell which, you, which oh was, god, just hmm. yeah, let's talk about that because um, I was I was um, I was disgusted. I mean, <laughs> I was like, it, I I know y'all y'all was celebrating, but I was just like at a certain point, they send people out. To stop her, like this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like you're just mm-hmm. gonna let her keep, like she would not stop. It's like, it's, yes. man, like she really yeah, kept. No, it, it was, I, I it mean, was that, overkill, over overkill. <laughs> well, that was the, that's the idea. Um, that that whole segment, that whole thing was great because. A, I, I mean, I didn't want them to lose the tag belts that early because I guess I'm one of those annoying people who are like, you know, if a tag team forms a week before and has never had a tag match ever, they probably shouldn't be winning tag title belts. Um, but that's, you know, that's just yeah. Me but it's a, there, there is no there is there is a story being told right, there for sure. There, it, there's there's and because there's not, a story being it. told between those two. I'm not mad at it, yeah. so yeah, yeah, I, like, I, agree. Yeah. I agree. But I usually I agree. would agree with you, but it's because they're actually doing something that's interesting with those two. With it, I'll, right. I'll let yeah. it go for now. But don't just yeah. keep no, doing this, <laughs> right? Just don't keep slapping yeah, yeah, things yeah, yeah. together and making them champ. Right, right. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally agree with that. That's and that it, ever since they've continued on since then, you know, and seem to be finding chemistry as a team, Shayna and Nia, that is, that, you know, it, it it makes a lot of sense in hindsight. But that the match they had was awesome. Wow. Like yeah. that's great tag match. And um really good. It, and really and yeah, sorry, go ahead. But I was just gonna say it shows how like people they put two two talents together that, you know, most women wrestling fans kinda they don't have the best reputation, Shayna and Nia. And right. had had Sasha and Bailey work with them for a reason. That's why, because people constantly complain about Sasha and Bailey getting these opportunities. They don't understand why that that is. Everybody couldn't yeah. have that match with Nia, it, but we'll they will definitely see that everybody can't have those type of matches with Nia and yeah. Shayna. But you can go ahead. Yeah. Just wanted to point that yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's totally true. Like, I mean. Sasha's selling is is otherworldly, you know, and not not just her 
pumping, but legit her selling literally puts the people she's wrestling over, uh, wrestling against over as as straight up killers, which is, you know, kind of what Shayna really needed. Um, but, but yeah, no, it was so good. It was such a good match. And, you know, anytime I still have that thing, I was, I was telling you before we came on, I was walking around earlier and I was thinking about how to put into words like my feelings about you know the performers of Sasha Banks and Bailey and it's just like and keeping in context like the fact that wrestling as a whole even as an art form doesn't really do a lot for me uh right now and it's just like sort of like a I don't know like an old flame like an old fling something you had that was like really strong in your life and really mattered and then you know it ends and it's years down the road but it's still it's still in your heart sort of thing you know and so i still have that that those feelings that flutterings those you know those butterflies yeah when i'm just watching you know, a, a big Sasha match or a big Bailey match. I mean, it definitely comes more for Sasha, for sure. Um, but like for both of them. Um, and so, you know, my heart was racing the whole time because it's just like, oh God, are they going to lose the tag belts here? And if they lose the tag belts here, how are they going to do it? Is it going to be a sort of like a miscommunication? Is it going to, you know, hint at the breakup coming down the road? I didn't realize <laughs> that they're going to do all, right. of it, all of it, you know. So like the match ends, Shayna and uh, Nia walk off celebrating, blah, blah, blah. They go to commercial and I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, man, that was intense, you know? And like, clearly, obviously, uh, you know, as you said earlier, you know, early on in the storyline, it was like, who's going to turn on who sort of thing. And it's like, I, for a very long time, I had basically been assuming Bailey was staying heel and Sasha was turning face. Uh, but just because I think the story works better that way. Um, but also, you know, the way they had Sasha kind of turn face in the match. So it's just like a lot of feelings already. And then they came back from commercial. And the camera's still on Sasha in that ring. And and I, uh, I'm pretty certain uh, Claire uh, saw it on Twitter, like my basically live tweet reaction where I was just like, oh man, that was intense. And then it just went into like, like right. gibberish, you know, because <laughs> they came back from commercial with the camera still on them. And I was just like, oh God, it's happening right now. Like as soon as, you know, as soon as they came back, it's like, oh God, this is it. This is the moment, you know? And oh, Bailey, you little devil, you, you little devil. Just being, be careful, be careful sort of thing. And it was just like, you, no, you just, that was you're good. just like holding your breath. Cause you're like, what's the moment? And then everyone else, you know, Sasha pushes all the trainers and doctors away or whatever. And it's just like, oh fuck, they're, this is, this, you know, that's that thing. And she gets her on the apron and she pulls, uh, Bailey gets on the apron and, Sa- and she pulls Sasha's leg through. She pulled her leg from under her, her leg. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she did, and yeah, she did, and pulls pulls uh, Sasha onto the apron, and there's this little moment where Bailey steps back, just takes a half step back with her right leg, and I swear to God, my like, it was one of those half second things 
that you are watching happen live that you're both it both happens in like a millisecond and takes like a year because it's just like you see the leg step back and like why is her leg stepping back because she's about to boot this bitch in the face (laughs) yeah that's like there's only one reason she's taking that right. step back, and that's to and that's to just smack it into into Sasha, and it's just like, oh, here we go, you know, here we go, and it was one of those beatdown segments that, oh man, it was just like yeah, the timeline was going nuts, and it was just. So like it's been so many years because they had that one beatdown segment where you know Bailey told she Sasha, tells you she know, wants shit. Yeah, you ain't shit, you ain't sort shit of thing. Sasha, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you ain't shit. Um, but like that was, but you could tell because that was you know Sasha was being obnoxious as hell, which admittedly she had been this whole time. But like she, Sasha had earned that beating, sort of thing. Yeah, she know? did. Um, and. Uh, this was a thing where it's like, oh, clearly the, this is the split. You know, this isn't just like their weird pseudo-sexual chemistry <laughs> that they that they that they have. Um, it's uh, it's the actual breakup happening. Um, yeah, and it was you know wonderful stuff, and it's it's the sort of thing where you were gonna be able to go back. You know, a couple years from now, even many years from now, and uh, and pull up all these segments and kind of watch them sequentially and just remember fondly about you know, in the midst of all the chaos and collapse of 2020, this storyline was was providing legitimate mental health benefits for for me and probably many many others because it was you know uh, just really great art being shown and even though you know when wrestling is at its best it's when you know what's gonna happen but you're still along for the ride right like that's the sort of best thing and i and i earlier today i just watched the um universal championship match between roman and jay uso and like the whole time you know even if watching live you know roman's winning this match right right but you're still along for the ride of it. And it was it was such a better match than all these high flying, throw a million mm. moves, do a bunch of crazy spots sort of thing. It was a proper it was a proper story in a wrestling ring, you know? Yeah. And that that was the sort of thing where I was just like, damn, like this is this is great stuff, you know? Like this is this is legit theater on in the on the canvas. Right. Oh, okay. That's what I was going to, like. There was nothing that was done just to pop the crowd, just to get a reference in, just to pop people on the internet. Everything. Jay coming out, <laughs> you know, and the the layer he had that had a story purpose because in the end. Roman, you know, taking it as he is after everything that happened, like it was just, it was, Lord, I just, I couldn't, hmm, I need to calm down because you know how I feel. (laughs) And uh, I just wanted to say, 
there's still people defending keeping Roman Reigns a face for as long as they did. And they are saying, oh, well, if they had done it sooner, it wouldn't be this effective. You are a liar. <laughs> Let me just say that. Uh, Jay Uso, one of the best tag team guys in the world right now. Mm-hmm. One match with Roman Reigns and people will legit be like, okay, he's stepped up and I can see him being a singles competitor. Just from that one mm-hmm. match. Yeah. So you're telling me he needed to go through all of that shit when he, like, I I probably, if I was Vince, I probably would have kept him face and been stubborn for a couple of years. But after he beat The Undertaker, I would have turned him heel. That's what I right. would have done. And I would have done it in a similar manner. The only case I would make for keeping it, like, for holding it off this long is Roman has the political cachet to do whatever he wants now. And I don't think right. after, right after being the Undertaker, he didn't have this much stroke with Vince. That's mm-hmm. that would that would be the only reason, but for like creative reasons, there's no reason this man couldn't have been a heel. He played heel all the time as a face. Right. He's some of his best promos as a face are heel promo. So I just think that's more people that like to kiss WWE's ass for some reason. You don't have to do that. Uh, I, they just he, they just posted earlier today that he's basing this off of the guy, the Daniel Day Lewis character from Games of New York, which is mm. which is my favorite fucking day. Like I, movies that are very um violent and stuff, graphic, I like those type of movies. So. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Some of Daniel Day Lewis movies are so long, and I was just like, "Man, where's the plot? It's it's stuff happening." But you know, I'm not into him. But I love that fucking movie, and I love that fucking character. And I was like, "Yeah, I can see, I can see where he's going with that." Um, the. I I don't know how to put it. I haven't seen anybody do this and I think that's smart because you will see a lot of wrestlers want to be the next Stone Cold or the next such and such and they will copy storylines and things from other wrestlers and he's getting his inspiration from pop culture from outside wrestling and that's an ass he said that before where uh, he kind of based his face character on um, it was either Batman or Superman. I think it was Batman. Even though he has a Superman punch, which is and, <laughs> and um, I know some people thought this was funny. Brad Pitt's character in Troy, what's his name? Achilles. Mm-hmm. And when people said that, they like they made fun of it, but I was like, I can see it because Achilles was damn near perfect except for like one major flaw 
Yeah. Yeah, I get that. But um yeah, I think a lot of people, even today, he called out CM Punk. Finally! Like he had th- he had oh, he has threw some little jazz and jokes here and there over the years, but he never really said, No, nah, I don't like that motherfucker. But he basically said it today. And um <laughs> People are like, he's living rent-free in Romans. And I'm like, no, 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 no. He has, he finally can say it. So he's going to say it. And I don't blame him. And it's just like, yeah. he's smart enough to know he's in a position that like, what can CM Punk say? All Roman has to say is, I still got what you wanted four times over the thing that you were whining about the thing that made you leave wrestling i got four times about to be five times yeah what can see yeah. what, like what can Ooh, are we gonna have an argument about this are we gonna have an argument about this <laughs> <laughs> about what about the main event oh, i mean admittedly if the, if oh, the rock comes back then there's vi- no... uh, okay listen but <laughs> you know what i want <laughs> Okay, uh, how do I put this? Because you know I'm me. <laughs> you know I'm me. The only reason women main evented in the first place, well, it was two, Ronda Rousey and Roman wasn't going to be main eventing that year. Right, yeah. So, you know. No, I, and that's actually a good point. That's actually a good point. Um, and it And it sucks. Um, because there's there's this thing I remember too it was like the same thing after they did uh, Respect in 2015 in October after you know you know a month and a half after Brooklyn um, then they didn't ever have like women main event ever again and and take over history maybe I don't know I mean probably they I assume maybe it's happened since I don't know I, I don't, don't follow it, an I don't think it has but I don't think, I don't it, think has. it has it. I don't think it has I don't think it has you know and it's it's the sort of thing where it's like oh they did that because there was no men's championship match on the card yeah. it was the final dusty classic sort of thing and so there, there's still this very annoying thing where like when women and it's it's different. They don't, it's not really a thing on the the weekly television, uh, you know, because women main event that all the time yeah. now. Uh, but it's like and still for like pay per views or like even big pay per views, like when the when the when the biggest match on the card is not the main event, and it feels like that's just because it's the women's title. Right. You know that 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 leaves a a sour taste a little bit for sure. And it, I, you know, I actually had a thing today. I I wanted to bring this up and I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm going to throw this into your court to see how you feel. Cause I, it's a little weird for me. I get, and I like the tribal chief character sort of thing, Mm -hmm. but it feels to me like WWE really plays up uh, I guess the ethnic and racial otherness of its minority performers rather than like they don't do it for white people and it's the sort of thing where it's like why is the Hurt Business storyline like 
seven black dudes together. <laughs> like they feel like they're just like throwing them all together. Sort of thing, you know? Yeah. And I think I think I think Leo Rush on one of his kind of Twitter, um, you know, when he went off on Twitter a couple mm-hmm. times, he's like, "What well, see you doing this? Like putting all of your black performers together." Um, and it's it's the same sort of thing like when they did the like the Kabuki Warriors, you know, yeah. like oh we have two Japanese performers, so we're gonna stick them together. I um, think it's more that um, old white men and the people that studied under these old white men are in charge of wrestling, and this is what wrestling's always done, and so they're going mm-hmm, to continue yes. to keep like. Uh, one of the road warriors is just died. He's a piece of shit. And I hope he rests in Animal, peace. Yeah. But he, he would when the Usos had changed their gimmick and everybody thought it was great, you know. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. talking about they need to stop acting like black people and act like Samoans. Yeah. And I'm like, motherfucker, this is how they act. What, what do yeah. you mean? But uh, I think with specifically for Roman it's more uh, uh, I don't think WWE had anything to do I think they would have been fine keep calling him the big dog as a heel like I think he wanted to put that in there because yeah he's trying to get as many people and as many Samoans Possible is paid. It's what it gotta be like. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah. so he's he's actually taking. It's kind of like, as he said, like the reality era, and he kind of want you know the meta and the uh, cafe kind of smashed together a little bit. Right. I think it's For more sure. of that than now. Now I will say, uh, I like the hurt business. I, I don't yeah, mind. No, I think it's a good act. I think it's a good act. I, I don't mind it. And I just, just to be honest, uh, I watch a YouTuber and he's a, he's a black guy and he reviews, reviews all different types of movies, but mostly black centered movies. And when he sees a gang, a multiracial gang in movies, he makes fun of them. He calls it the, uh, the Benetton of gang colors because white. Asian and black people are not in gangs together. Gangs together. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Yeah. so to take that logic in wrestling the black people probably would be in a group together. And like it's it's I know people want diversity, but you can have diversity with while telling the truth. And I still right. so that's why I don't now them only feuding with each other. The reason why they're feuding with the other brown yeah. people, that's an issue. Bobby Lashley and Bobby Lashley has feuded with all of them. I know. Yeah. And yeah. I like the concept of the hurt business. They're like to me they just seem like a bunch of jock bullies who happen to be black. It doesn't work because yeah. they're black. It works because the personality that are together fit to me. Yeah. Like this this is the best thing vehicle Bobby Lashley has ever had. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I, you know, I didn't watch any of MVP's 
original run. Yeah. Um, so I didn't know, but man, that dude he's is very good. He's, yeah. he's very good at the business. I, like, I he, think uh he knows what he's doing. I think you know, they probably it, it probably is racial. They just threw all the brown people together, but MVP being the veteran he is 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 the one steering it to being watchable. It is watchable. Yep. I enjoy yep. it because like I've only seen them on like two shows, the Hurt Business. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah they I like them. I'm 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 cool with this. I'm I'm okay with this. Yeah. So but it speaks to a larger issue of why are they just in the mid card? Because uh, right, Cl- right. Claire was also telling me they started off going after Drew McIntyre. Why aren't they going after they? <laughs> Drew McIntyre had an open challenge last night, and Bob Rude of all people, like, oh, are you serious? Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Wow, that was his uh, challenge. I turned it off because you know um, I don't really participate in Raw anymore. Why would I? No. Yeah, yeah. Why would you? So. Yeah. I was had I had it was it's Roman's fault. I had I was completely satisfied after the pay per view, mm-hmm. and I was just like, like I didn't need anything else, and I was feeling good. So I was like, let me turn on Raw. And to be honest, I really kind of enjoyed everything except for that, and um, the fact that they might be having a grooming storyline. Oh. Yeah, I, I posted oh boy, that oh boy, re- oh boy, oh wrestling boy. Twitter is too stupid to have an intelligent conversation about predatory relationships. And that is the honest yeah, God truth. That is definitely, that is definitely true. Um, Twitter as a whole does. I'm just going to say this. Uh, just because there is an age gap, it doesn't mean the relationship is necessarily predatory. It doesn't mean that it's not. Just because it worked out for one couple doesn't mean that should be the norm for everyone it's based on the individual person I was like all my life I feel like I've been an older soul I just don't I've never dated people my age because I just it's just not been something I wanted to do so if somebody's telling me that I was preyed upon in my early 20s because I like to date guys in their late 20s. I would tell them, shut the fuck up. You don't know anything about me. I went through uh, certain shit that I realized, oh yeah, I was in an abusive relationship. But you can get into an abusive relationship without being groomed. Grooming is specific. And it is what the text that text that Seth Rollins showed. I don't know if you see, saw that text, the fake text between Buddy and Aaliyah. It was like, oh, you know, you can reach out to me and talk, whatever. And it starts, that's how it starts off, isn't it? Innocent. I'm going to be your friend. But mm-hmm. an adult, she's 19. And I don't like, I, the law doesn't tell me what is moral. Somebody in their 30s should not just be befriending teenagers, especially teenagers of the family you're fucking terrorizing. Yeah. That's emotional <laughs> manipulation. Like, this man been beating on her daddy <laughs> by following Seth Rollins. And because Seth Rollins slapped him around a couple of times, everything's cute. He willing, like, 
people the people trying to just this particular one now uh if, if you give me another situation with a 19 year old and a 32 year old i'm still going to say that is a big age gap and why mm-hmm. would that 19 year old want to date a grown-up they they just want your youth they really do <laughs> like yeah. why would you want a kid i don't i've never understood it but that's probably because i like to date older people and people somebody would tell me well you were the kid at one point to which i would say i didn't date people when i was a teenager ha <laughs> yeah i didn't so if anybody can sit here and say yeah dating older people that's and my everybody's brain doesn't develop until like 25 25ish yeah yeah so even in your early 20s you are still stupid but at least teen is not in your age right yeah seriously i mean it's 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 also doubly weird Considering the company has a real life situation, <sighs> several, 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 admittedly, um, several for sure. But like one that has it seems like drawn a lot of attention. It seems like it's trying to be normalized. Oh yeah, because totally this is it. from the face. Like Aaliyah is being shown as somebody who's standing up for herself because her brother and her dad are <laughs> she's calling her naive. She is naive. If she's befriending the man who's been terrorizing her family. Like, are we going to act like Buddy Murphy ain't been right lockstep with Seth Rollins doing all this stuff? He co-signed terrorizing and messing and manipulating with his family. And now this girl is supposed to become friends with him? I'm 19. I can do whatever I want to do. Why would you get mad at your daddy saying you're naive to the business? If you get mad at 19 because your daddy says you're naive to the business, guess what, Buttercup? You're fucking naive. What butter? <laughs> like, I just don't. Yeah, I mean, nineteen-year-olds are stupid. All of them. I was stupid as fuck <laughs> yeah, when I was nineteen. Yeah. I was trying to figure out the right word, but stupid is pretty much the perfect word for it. Yeah, nineteen-year-olds are dumb. I have a they, niece. They're like, I'm nineteen. I know shit. I have a niece uh, who is nineteen. I have a niece who is nineteen, and sh- mm. she lives with my mom right now. She's in college, and my mom has to get up super early to go to work. She parked her car behind my mom's in the garage. My mom could not get out mm. to go to work. Because she, she parked her car and left with her friend overnight. Mm. Because she's 19 and she's stupid as fuck. You don't... You you yeah. you yeah, at yeah. 30 would not park your car behind your mom's car mm. and leave it there because you recognize, oh, she gotta go to work. Let me park it on the side. 19-year-olds right. don't because they're fucking stupid. Yeah. So, Alexa Bliss retweeted this shit instead for him to shoot his shot. And then once people were like, oh my God, this is creepy. She's like, well, my boy, I'm 29. My boyfriend's 38 with a shrug emoji. You are 29. (laughs) You are grown. 
Yeah, listen. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. You leave Kaggle when I like <laughs> from Alexa Bleasel. I don't. That's and, probably not the best idea. <laughs> like she is a dodo. Like what is in your head? Just <laughs> tell me. I was just trying to support my ex. Don't support him. Why are you trying to support your ex? Fuck. To make, yeah, that's also to make your weird, 38 like, to make your 38 year old boyfriend jealous. You ain't she ain't ooh, tweeted about this man in in how long or his storyline in how long. But now when it, and, and she trying to act like she she didn't she didn't know how old the girl was when the whole problem is when you first said shoot your shot, people were like, She's nineteen and you say, Well, I'm yeah. twenty nine. <laughs> Oh, way to not get the point, Lexi. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean... Boy, it was... It was was such a weird wrestling summer because it was, I mean, A, because the whole world is what the whole world is. Right. Um, But B, you know, we had the great... Sasha Bailey stuff, which we talked about, and then there was the the speaking out stuff, which was you know obviously long, 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 long overdue and necessary, um, and and also the sort of thing where it's like that movement started because uh, David Starr was exposed as uh, an abuser, sexual assaulter, maybe rapist. I don't remember the exact details of his case, he, he, he was uh, but it was just uh, like I remember it was definitely coercion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's the sort of thing where it was like, you know, I'm certain I, in my, you know, 1,200 different Twitter accounts I've had in the last five years or so, um, I've definitely retweeted shit that he would post about, you know, unions and wrestling or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, the public face of the, like, we should have unions and wrestling campaign is actually a you know, a serial abuser and, and rapist. It's like, yeah, that seems right for the industry. It does. You know, like, good Lord. Right. Uh, it showed me that um, I really don't want to hear from anybody outside of the industry who wants to dump on WWE. Fix, sweep around your own front porch, motherfucker. Yeah. Fix where you work yeah, at. Whole, fix the, yeah, fix the where you yeah, the whole in industry is the same. Yeah. People were getting exposed left and right and front with and backwards. And I remember all of them do. And I don't forget I didn't forget nobody that was accusing none of that stuff. And most of them still working. Oh yeah, for sure. <sighs> yes, yeah, still still working or you know, still um, you know, either in WWE or I guess independent shows aren't really happening anymore. I mean, over in Japan, Will Ospreay, um, AEW, AEW, AEW was oh, worse. God, we have, AEW was worse than WWE because did w- that company exist when we when we no last talked? They I did. Don't think it, I don't think they did, did not. Don't they do. they didn't even fucking exist, and now we have to talk uh, about these assholes. Let, let me tell you, uh, AEW was even worse than WWE because at least WWE left Matt Riddle and Velveteen Dream to hire their own like ambulance chase lawyers. 
Yeah, it said right. handle that yeah. shit yourself, and until you get convicted of something, we keeping you. AEW wrapped their arms around these motherfuckers and oh, let's put out statements, let's send them to rehab, let's try to help the accusers look better in this situation. So mm-hmm. they can't nobody that like that comes, you like them good, just watch them. But don't you ever try to sell me that this is some revolutionary shit from any aspect. Yeah. From any aspect, backstage, how wrestlers get paid, none of that shit. Fucking, first of all, I knew it wasn't shit anyway, because one billionaire ain't gonna be better than the next billionaire. No, what yeah, you talking exactly. about? <laughs> <laughs> so, I knew they, I, they were trying to present them as some like beacon of light. I'm like, what the f- no, it's gonna be WWE without Vince, and that's exactly what it is. Yeah. That's exactly, yeah, yeah. and that's what they wanted. This is not. This is by design. As a matter of fact, AEW yeah. treats women wrestling like a sideshow. <clears throat> oh, the sure. Divas era in WWE presented women better than AEW does. The Divas era. Yes, I said it. Anybody who don't agree with me, they can fuck off. But they had Divas Championship matches. They didn't put. They just put the championship match on the pre-show every time. They on keep the putting them on yeah. pre-show on YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. yeah. You running and the wrestlers be talking so much shit. You, but you, you cannot say I am the boss. I am the dumb daughter. I am the executive vice president. And then when you get questioned about something from fans, oh, it's not me. I am not responsible. It's not up to me. But I thought oh, yeah, you were Kenny Omega every single time. What if it's not you, then who? That's what I'm like. You have a million things to say when WWE does something wrong, but you can't hold it. You, you, no, that's hypocritical. Shut the fuck up about them then. Because I call, yeah, I, it... I call everybody out. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I feel like it's so funny because even though the ostensible objective of this talk is to like big up our faves, and we'll get back to that, don't of worry. Course. That like following the wrestling industry as someone who tries to live by a, you know a code of morals or whatever right. is just. Boy, I mean, I know there's no, you know, there's no ethical consumption, consumption choices under late capitalism, um, but like, even still, God, damn. you can at least pretend. People used to pretend. Right. They don't even have no tech no more. That's that's what's yeah. happened under Trump's America. George W. Bush used to fucking pretend. And, like I, I, Lord knows, I am not praising him whatsoever. I can't stand that man. I fucking hate him too. But he at least had tact. You know what I'm saying? I just mm-hmm. I can't get over the unmit the 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 gall. Like this this man, I just he is just and <laughs> everything has followed suit. It seems yeah. like it's just been a steady decline into people not even caring enough to pretend. Like we know, we know you full of shit. Just bullshit me at least to my face. Like, mm-mm, no, we're gonna be pieces of shit right in front of you. 
Well, I, I, to be honest, I did not expect us to go over an hour without mentioning Trump's name. So I'm kind of, <laughs> kind of impressed. I tr- listen, I, I have him blocked for a reason. I, it's, it's got to be mental health. Yeah, it's got to be. I, I, it's only so much I can digest before it's. A, I can't even watch clips in like a twenty second clip. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh yeah, no. I, I can't. Just somebody else watch it and tell me what he said. Cause I can't. I can't do it. But it's just, and I'm only speaking in in the sense of this mentality. It's been a rapid decline, and wrestling is. They had, but see, because you, uh, you had said earlier, like they don't, they don't do, you know, race things for white people. But the Forgotten Sons, <laughs> with as close, oh. <laughs> with as close as they got. Uh, this is, this, like this I was, is fair. This is fair. And, Maybe there's a good reason. <laughs> like I was thinking, yeah, they don't, they don't do that to white people because. There's no positive way to do that. Like at least black no. with black people, you could try to spin it like New Day. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, talk about living the gimmick too hard, Ooh. sort of thing. You know, they haven't seen TV again, have they? they like, he they... probably ain't coming to the building. He's gonna get jumped. Yeah. I don't. Mm. I mean, who would like who? who, Okay, he's gonna come. Who is he gonna wrestle? (laughs) Yeah, who's gonna work with him? Yeah. And some people were like, "Well, I feel sorry for his partners." I don't. They came up with a white nationalist gimmick. Fuck all three of them. (laughs) Fuck all three of them. As far as I'm concerned, each and every one of them knew exactly what they were doing with that gimmick. So the fact that they ain't working is their fault. Yeah. Fuck that shit. Yeah. They're no, trying to get I mean, paid off of hate. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are. And uh, uh-uh. it didn't work for them. It <laughs> did not work for See, them. And only, uh, and it's not because of wrestling. It's because that's how I know the locker room environment has changed under. Has changed. Because. Yep, yep. And basically because of like Roman's family and New Day. Probably was like, yeah. shut that down. People like KO. And Sami Zayn, they not finna fuck with him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Even people like Dolph, Dolph would be like, you know what? Uh, you just shouldn't have tweeted it. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> Let me go, cause I know better. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's, it's 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 so weird, cause wrestling is meant to be i mean you know entertainment is meant to be escapism mm-hmm. and yet they still you know both in a real world sense with like the speaking out stuff and and obviously everything going on with corona and and no one taking that particularly seriously in the industry it seems um or you know you know what i and i just um like it always comes comes back and, and people are like oh keep keep politics out of uh, you know my sports sort of thing it's like well politics are always in your sports you know yeah we are human beings we can't keep politics out of nothing so shut up yeah uh well i wanted to say um you said nobody see 
seems to be taken seriously. It's, it's like a, mic- a microcosm of America. There's a reason why mm-hmm. nobody wants to talk about it, but there's a reason why most of the champions are people of color right now. I just read a, a study that said HBCUs have lower infection rates. You want to know why? They're taking it mm-hmm. fucking seriously. <laughs> you yeah. know, when when there's a certain demographic, and it's not all of them, but it's a certain demographic who really is not taking it seriously and who are oh, spreading sure. this shit around. And it's a certain community that is taking it seriously. So... That's another reason why people were getting upset with Oscar because she came out, which I called for the Sasha and Bailey segment because uh, it didn't matter who was out of there. So, okay, yeah. it's Oscar. But people act like it's 30 women just sitting backstage waiting. <laughs> it's not. Right. Like, these are not normal circumstances. The people keep talking about, what about so and so? Maybe they got Corona. <laughs> like, that's just still happening like people are talking about wrestling like that shit's not happening or saying when this is over and I was just like please pick up a history yeah. book <laughs> I'm not yeah we're I mean uh, the, the world's been having plague outbreaks for I don't know 800 years now right you could maybe um, read up on how, how the process goes and stop right. learning phrases yeah, yeah. like herd immunity because you don't know what herd, herd immunity looks like a lot of motherfucking people did we're trying to prevent yeah, that for sure. like people yeah. like people stupid god damn I just like <laughs> I, I read certain things and I'll just be like if, 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 please let this be a bot don't let it be a human on the other side right. of this comment. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Like someone actually Somebody actually thinks like this. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah, yeah. person who could do damage in the world is walking around with mm-hmm. this in their brain. Yeah. Ugh. And a lot of yeah, them... Yeah, I don't... A lot of them on wrestling Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I don't for the life of me understand what all of you Americans. I love how I like kind of disassociate myself. <laughs> like all of you Americans. I like uh like what's the thing in America with like why won't people wear masks? It's so weird. I don't get it for the life of me. I don't either. Uh, not that we don't have anti-maskers over here like cuz we definitely do. Um but but the whole clips of people walking into Walmarts and like throwing punches at the, the you know Walmart readers who were paid like seven dollars an hour or some shit with no health care. Um really this this is real like those man those people are just lost to the world. Like I don't know I don't understand how you get so angry over a cloth mask that you wear for twenty minutes of your day. Um yeah that's a total side note but yeah <laughs> you know I don't know. It's one thing about this whole pandemic that I mean, it's not good because you know nothing is really good in this time. But it's an interesting twist of it, and the way that it has impacted wrestling and and our faves is that they really wouldn't be able to tell the stories that they've that both Sasha and Bailey and you know Roman now are telling 
with crowds yeah. I feel like you know because at a certain point at a certain point I mean Roman it's still very early in the process for him but at a certain point over the summer when Sasha and Bailey were being obnoxious as hell but highly entertaining they would have been cheap people were people would have started cheering mm-hmm. them. people would have started I cheering think, them. I think people uh with Roman I think it's the case too absolutely I, I don't yeah I don't know if it would be there at that point at that point no no oh no he was getting his ass booed so for that yeah yeah but like but within another month or so and the way that no crowd wrestling has I mean you can you can really tell the people who really the performers who really appreciate the artistry that goes into you know crafting a wrestling storyline yeah um because absent the crowd it's just you telling your story and you get to tell the story the way that exactly you want to tell the story and that's a sort of thing we don't get in normal times in wrestling and it's i think it's been you know obviously for the Sasha and Bailey storyline it's been for the better but also for stuff like for the you know the Sonya Deville Mandy Rose storyline that happened yeah there would have been people cheering Sonya like even before you know what happened obviously I think uh with that yeah they tried to it's weird but i think they would have ruined whatever goodwill the oldest relationship did with Mandy because mm-hmm. so Mandy was selfish in in that you know in that dynamic she was For and sure. so for and sure. fans saw that and Sonya Deville got people rooting for her too so yeah her coming out and making them promo she might have gotten cheered yeah you're right yeah 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 I mean it's the sort of thing that wrestling fans cheer and boo at this point less on the storyline and more about the talent of the performance which is a sort of weird space that the wrestling industry and especially WWE operate in now because you it's hard to go against the crowd when you're telling a story that you want to tell and you think is a good story but the crowd just responds to talent or individual performances rather than what's you know what rather than the morality play that's uh, unfolding in front of them right so i i think in a very weird fucked up way the pandemic has reminded us what good wrestling is and can be um and so you know it that's been one weird twist of this very strange year is is seeing that all play out yeah it really um i know for, uh, especially for a lot of people in the roman empire him coming back and it, because like we missed him but it wasn't right. any of us just saying hurry back because we want him to be safe and to be healthy and we know a lot of people don't take it seriously that work there so for him to be able to come back and to do this 
it just seems like it's special and like kind of makes all of us feel like maybe maybe she's not so bad <laughs> but it, yeah. it is bad but maybe things won't be bad forever it's like a, it was like hope seriously it's like a lot mm-hmm. of my friends was like I, they were getting hopeful because he came back and I was just like yeah I think he recognizes that's another aspect of his heel turn that he has not done is come after his fame at all not one piece yeah. not in any interview none of that and I, I can appreciate that too because they still buying his merchandise it's sold out <laughs> it is sold out like I didn't even try to get it because I know as soon as they posted those hoodies and shirts it was going to be sold out I'm just going to wait I usually wait anyway hopefully so it goes on sale or whatever yeah yeah hopefully by like December <laughs> yeah they're back I don't know hopefully because I don't know how far because uh Sometimes like, yeah, he's always been popular, but like all of his stuff is selling out like at a ridiculous rate right now. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how he's gonna make more money as a heel and y'all are telling me that he should have been a okay. I don't I'm not gonna let that go. I'm not because I love when I'm proven right. I just <laughs> 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 I saying this for so long. And just the the watching that match with Jay, and like, yes, it's nepotism. It is absolutely nepotism for Jay to be thrust into that spot. Completely honest, but like, it's fine. It's like a good type of nepotism because <laughs> let me put over Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso. They were great. Jay, I've never seen somebody counter the spear with like he like almost like ducked up under him and rolled him up it was so fast the way I had never seen the spear countered that way and then Mm -hmm. after that he got him down with a kick and then he did the splash and that's when Roman went for the low blow which was also like their minds like you know one or both of them came up with that's how you get the tie back Yep. Low blow me. And then, like, Jay's selling the low blow. Meanwhile, Roman's, like, basically selling that it's cur- it was going to be curtains without that because he could barely breathe for a minute. He was like, ooh. Yeah. And then when yeah, he yeah. caught his breath, it's like Jay was still hurt. He smiled. Yep. That <laughs> I, smile. That and, smile. And yep. that's the same. That's the same smile that Brock, when, when Brock was beating on him, talking about Suplex City, bitch. He was smiling because he was like, damn, I thought this was gonna be hard. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. it's like a fucking callback that like mm-hmm. he get that smile and then he knew he had him. So he speared him. And then like, no, nah, I'm not gonna pin him. I'm gonna punish him. And then the acknowledge Lord. Just I want to focus on the artistry part of it because he's a married man with a house full of kids. But <laughs> <laughs> let me just uh, say, um, you were watching respectfully. <laughs> I was, and the, okay, so when the you know I was I didn't live tweet the match. I turned it off. I was like, I'm gonna get all. Let me get off Twitter 
and just focus on this. So I wanted to, I, when he first came, when he first came out, and I thought he was going to maybe have on something and then, you know, reveal the chest. No, no, ma'am. Bam, soon as he come out, boom, there it is. <laughs> like, oh my, dear. Like, my first thought when I first saw him was like, dear God in heaven. <laughs> I was like, okay, so I see why everybody was like, get rid of the best, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it just it worked it it's not it's just something about it that worked it seemed a little bit more primal because i've seen him snap and beat up people before but that's how you know it was different like i don't know is that's how you you knew this was a definitely a different person because that vest was kind of almost like a security blanket because it wasn't from yeah. the shield, but it was like reminiscent of the shield. And he got rid of that. And so he was very nice. Um, <laughs> but very intimidating and scary too. Like, and he's not like Braun Strowman size, you know what I'm saying? But the way right, he carries right, himself. Right made him seem way bigger than Jay. And Jay was ain't that much bigger than him. Like he got like forty pounds maybe. But he looked right, right. like he was maybe a hundred pounds bigger than Jay. Like in attitude. Yeah. Yeah. So I I loved everything about it and I knew he was capable of it. And I'm just so <clears throat> I think I think uh I listened to his podcast with Corey Gray. Fortunately, Corey didn't really give any opinions or talk that much. She just asked him questions, so that was it was mm-hmm. fine. But he basically was like, you know, this this is my gimmick from FCW. Fully realized the one that he worked with Dusty, and um, yeah. So I thought it was kind of like special that he was he was able to play the role that Vince wanted for him for so long and keep up to it and Vince have that much faith in him and and not it would be easier for him to Vince for Vince to have faith in him if everybody during that whole room just kissing his ass and he's the best and he's on top of everybody's list you know what I'm saying he did with a lot of backlash but he kept to it and stayed in his good graces stayed in his spot and now he's able to do the gimmick that he always wanted to do. And I think that's fucking special, man. Like Yeah. I don't I I don't like I was thinking about it, it's like I've watched wrestling for so long and most of my top fades are from like twenty, thirty years ago. But like he's the only wrestler that I like respect their artistry more is the Macho Man Randy Savage. I think a lot of people take Roman's wrestling mind for granted, or they did take it for granted. Hopefully now they will see because like he would he would make certain statements and have interviews in the past and 
you know it in case I see some people like he just doesn't have the passion or maybe he doesn't understand the right. big and I was like he's from a wrestling dynasty what the fuck you mean he's he got to sit and learn the Undertaker used to come to his family barbecues and you talking about this man don't understand wrestling like he very much did because he was able to gain the trust of the man who revolutionized re- like it, I know it's the cool thing to shit on Vince but <laughs> the man did a lot for the shit we fucking watch for the way we watch it today mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and this also goes for Sasha and Bailey, especially Bailey Lord people were just like she's DOA on the main roster and when Sasha left and you know she took some mental time oh they were writing Bailey off and that's when Bailey really was like okay bitch and, and stepped up I like that's when I really started to stand Bailey when Sasha that period where she like she won Mrs. Money in the bank and cashed in yeah. and was doing yeah. all that stuff and I was like that was that was her opportunity to not rest on oh well she was getting NXT and this that and the other to actually show right. Vince show Vince no I'm that bitch look at me and yeah when people are able to do that I just cause some of the like it was a rash of people from TNA Eric Young said <laughs> one of Vince McMahon's biggest mistakes uh. was firing him and I'm like but honey you it's like i'm i'm sick of the sad sob stories with these people you were able to work for this man and you know how he operates you know what it takes to work for him so if you don't want to sit outside his office for 10 hours there's somebody else who will get up go work somewhere else you know you, you have to it's like you don't don't get the job and know the qualifications know what it takes but then when you get there Oh, this is too hard. It should be easier for me. Like when everybody goes, like John Cena went through this shit. <laughs> he would tell you, like they didn't like him at first. They he almost got fired. So, if you know the environment, just go accordingly. And the thing I to go back to uh, AEW. People always like to compare it to WCW, but what they fail to realize is that when uh, Hogan, Hall, and Nash, these were guys that Vince saw as stars. So all these people coming to AEW saying, well, Vince didn't see it for me. Like, how do you think anybody else is going to see you as a star when the first thing you say is that Vince didn't see me as a star? Like... That's why yeah. that's why it's working for Jericho because he doesn't have that story. That's why it's working for John yep. Moxley because he doesn't have that. People think he has that story, but he doesn't have that story. He's very well. Dean Ambrose was a fucking star in WWE, all over posters, yeah. winning championships. Ben saw it for him too. So it's just I'm I'm so and it's mostly from mediocre men that don't. They just, they be having, I don't know what story they be wanting to tell. You know what I'm saying? You can get, yeah. you get the type of story that Sasha and Bailey's trying to tell. You get the story Roman's trying to tell. All these indie riffing guys, be on, I am the best wrestler. Because that's basically in everybody's story. 
for it's sure. the way you present it. How are you presenting it? Oh, just I'm the best wrestler in the world, and WWE didn't like me. Boohoo! Like, <laughs> what else do you have to say? Yeah, that's. I mean, AEW at at a certain point, and you know, there's. I think there's some legitimate talent that they also have brought in from WWE, like, um, you know, I think the Miro or whatever, the the former Rusev, I think he is he's a talented performer and he can do stuff. I think um, Brody Lee, um, you know, Harper. Um, is a very talented guy, but when you're do yeah, like you said, when you're doing the thing, when like the first thing you say is like Vince didn't see me as a star, and it's like, well, Vince McMahon is like the most important person in wrestling history, right? So like, you're really not putting yourself over over very well when you're like this dude who is the most important figure in the history of this industry didn't think I had it. And it's just like, well, maybe... <laughs> maybe you it don't have it. The thought, <laughs> it puts the thought in the... In the uh, in right, the exactly. Like, well, shit, maybe you don't have it. You, you, start, you would and start looking at them differently. It's, yeah, okay, it's, well, it's, maybe let me see what Vince saw or didn't see. You know? Yeah. Don't don't cut that promo. Cut, cut a promo... Or do a match, or do a storyline that's that shows that you have it. You know, I wish they would like just be that... wholly original and come out there yeah. as something not fucking connected to WWE. Yeah. Period. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't even reference. No I'd be mad to... at my opponent, dude. It's like if we are feuding. When you reference that company, I'm gonna fucking stiff you in our match. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. This is about our storyline. Right, us. Yeah. Fuck them. Not your, not your weird uh, obsession you know, with Vince. Look at me now. <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, it's it's very dumb, and like that's why I kind of, I mean, I have never actually watched an AEW show, so like I can't really speak I... on it that authoritatively. Uh, but like. My impression is that's why, like, the biggest star that that company has made is a guy in Orange Cassidy. Yes. Because uh, he has absolutely nothing to fucking do with WWE Period. or being bitter right. or anything about that. He's got his own Holy original, own yes. Holy original, does his whole thing. And on the heel side and- is uh, MJF. Who, who, like, even though, yes. uh, whatever, it's kind of like old school, almost racist gimmick, it's still like his home thing. <laughs> like, kudos to him at yeah. least for, you know, carving out something original for him that's not connected to being anti WWE. That's tiring. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and like you can kind of see the fan base that AEW wants to cultivate when you bring in all these guys, this, uh, you know, these cast-offs or whatever from WWE and say like, all right, these are a large portion of our show. Yeah, you know who's, uh, Chris Jericho is the main culprit, which is funny because he's like, he he didn't even have to do that. Like, he's fucking Chris Jericho. Yeah, yeah. Jer- Jericho, I mean, I I didn't even like his last run, you know, in WWE. Like, I, I was always kind of down on the guy because I thought it was 
ridiculous that he was kind of trying to do the same sort of shtick that he did, you know, 15, 20 years prior. Um, but but he has very much leaned into or just become, you know, been more of himself. And it's it's not been a great look. I, I You know, I'm certain it pops a lot of fans mm-hmm. and a lot of people enjoy it. But I think it's it's just very... It, I don't know. It's just like, okay, I can see why you were the guy who was a big star, but was never, like, the biggest The star. guy, right. Yeah, I can see why you, like, were never, like, the guy. Like, we're, ne- we're always just, like, a really important supporting player and, like, a big part of the show, but never... You know, the never show. The, yeah, the, the show never revolved show. around. Yeah, exactly, him. exactly, exactly. Um, and I, you know, and also just like his real world shit is just Atrocious. deeply fucked up. You know, um, but yeah, that whole company is is very weird because you know they made that whole stink about like we're going to be a different as you said earlier you know we're going to be a different wrestling show we're going to be a different wrestling company and and that's not at all the case and and it's the weird thing that i've seen people make this i don't know who exactly but i've seen it multiple times make this comparison uh on twitter that cody rhodes is basically a poor man's triple h and it's like He's doing the whole shtick, and it's like, is Cody aware of this? <laughs> like, I'm not entirely certain. I'm not entirely certain of this, you know? Yeah. Like, and if he is, he's not making it stand out in the performance in any way that, like in a meaningful way rather than just you know two people being able to be like oh yeah he looks he's acting like triple h and that's kind of funny because you know all of the issues he has with you know not being presented like a big star or whatever and he, uh, he blames triple h more than Vince. yeah yeah which is i don't know people got wrestling's a really fucking weird industry like not even not even just a really fucked up industry which it is but it's also just deeply weird yeah and that's just that gets into my uh the theory i was going to talk about yeah of uh roman and john cena's feud why it is, oh yeah why it uh turned out the way it was um well i think i've already stated that i think people were trying to sabotage roman's career backstage um i'm not certain who but i think i think john cena was at about him be taking the guy's spot and he said no. Mm-hmm. I think he was jealous of Roman. To be quite honest. I think because Roman uh, people took to him as the locker room leader. Cena has always tried to be the locker room leader and people do not fucking like him. <laughs> uh, I think 
the way other wrestlers politic with Vince is different from the way Roman politics I don't think they quite understand it and I don't think John Cena understood during that feud that the liberties he was he was allowed to take it didn't matter because at the end of the day he was gonna have to lay down and that was no matter what he said I think he said shit to make Roman look bad the only promo that Roman was allowed to cut that was good during that whole feud John Cena wasn't even in the building you go back to like of course people who didn't like him who were saying for years and years and years he wasn't good at promos when he had already gotten better by the time he got too few with John he was better at promos but I think he played that game he was like okay we'll say I'm bad at promos fuck it but the reason why it wasn't on a bigger stage is because John Cena did not want to give that to him and the only way he was going to lay down was going to be on the throwaway B pay-per-view. I think it was some Game of Thrones shit. And I uh, I think John Cena thought he was going to be, like, Vince was actually going to keep having to call on him. But he didn't. <laughs> and I also think there was some resentment when... John Cena had been campaigning for the Undertaker match. Mm. Campaigning. And then Roman just got it. So. All of that plays into it. But I think John Cena didn't realize that because of Roman's influence with the locker room, if Vince thought it, people believed in him and uh, environment change that played a big role in why John wasn't the guy no more he, uh, he, he yeah. couldn't he couldn't let that shit go <laughs> yeah yeah I mean see it's not that Cena's not even a part-timer anymore like, nope. he's just not he's just not a thing he had he he was the voiceover in uh in the uh, pay-per-view this Sunday. <laughs> in the Clash of Champions. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Uh, the last time we saw him, he was he was trapped in the Firefight Funhouse match or what the fuck ever from WrestleMania. Uh, yeah. Which wasn't even a match. Oh, yeah. I, it was a, I didn't even watch yeah, that. I, didn't, it was I have skit. no idea what happened. It was, it was freaky. It was not a match. It was a skit. Yeah. It was. And then at the end, he... The fame pinned him and John Cena was gone, I guess. It's a like if that's John Cena's last match, it is definitely a weird last match to have. Like, yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, uh, I don't, I think somewhere along the line, because uh, Roman basically told John, doesn't matter what you say, you can't bury me. And I think that was yeah. the truth. That's why, like, I just wish they had had something less realistic to what was going on backstage. Of, mm-hmm. I am salty that I'm no longer Vince's favorite. I wish it had been, mm-hmm. you know, something. But, and yeah, I remember. I remember that. Um, I mean, I remember that feud very little, but 
I, I do remember that like it was the sort of thing where, you know, Cena would cut a promo and it would basically be to like pop the crowd. Right. Uh, sort of thing, you know, and basically the only thing Roman was allowed to hit back with was like, you don't even go here. Right. Um, but but yeah, that's that's interesting that like you bring it up this way and, and you know, makes me think that. Yeah, that that does make a lot of sense, and and the fact that he, John Cena is basically like a disappeared person on the show. Uh, that's that's really interesting. Yeah. I I mean I I was very much on the. Um, like like I don't think Vince appreciated the way John acted. But he's but he was like, yeah. okay, fuck it. I want this to happen, so fuck it. I'll just book it for this big paper movie. Yeah. Because there's yeah. no fucking I mean, way they should have... Like, it makes no sense otherwise. Just that that right, match was run that on, on a yeah. throwaway-ass pay-per-view. One month. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's 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 really interesting. I, where where do you see so so I know I don't know if you saw this but maybe you did uh, I think Kofi called out Roman yes my today. God yes and so okay so this you know there's a couple of different trains of thoughts here then there's you know there's the Kofi and then eventually down the road Big E yeah. sort of thing mm-hmm. but then there all there a lot of people are also talking about the Rock coming back. Sort yeah. Of thing. So what what do you what do you what do you want, and you know what do you see? Well, for for Biggie's sake, what I would would like if they okay if Roman's going to keep the title past WrestleMania, mm-hmm. then I would hold off on Biggie for as long right. as I could, and. Right constantly build Biggie up but I would run Kofi and I would have Roman go too far take Kofi out uh, yeah for sure and yeah. and Biggie be chasing him yeah uh, the only way I would want Biggie to face him at WrestleMania this, the plan is for Roman to lose the title at yeah. WrestleMania yeah but yeah. if Roman is going to retain at WrestleMania then yes, the, the program with The Rock absolutely should be the program. And yeah. it should. Uh, I don't know if The Rock wants to do that. Because it's like, I don't, like, I think he's doing a lot of things strategically. And then he's he, got a lot, he's got a lot of projects. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if he wants to slim down or do the training that would be right. necessary to right. I think he might <laughs> realistically I think the most he would do is an endorsement mm. this year of whoever faces Roman and loses and yeah. then maybe next year at Mania whether it's a title or not maybe like another year because I don't think they're going to have crowds at next year's WrestleMania. I don't. No, I, I doubt <laughs> it. I highly, highly doubt it. So I think, and I think that, that The Rock would feel like this is a match. If I'm getting back into the ring, 
that there needs to be a crowd for it. Even if it's just like a small right. crowd. Right, right. So they, the the fact that there's no crowd would make me think maybe The Rock wouldn't be prone to coming back to wrestling just yet. True, true. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. But... Um, But like, um, I don't. I I feel like if when Big E, if this is a match Big E and Roman, I feel like it should be Roman dropping the belt. Yeah. No, that that makes a lot of sense. I I think if you somehow can convince The Rock to have not even like. I mean, it doesn't have to be like a big time pay per view match. You can just have Roman whoop his ass, sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, I think it would be also now. This has just popped into my head. I think there's an added level of joy in maybe doing a storyline in which okay, Roman goes over Kofi, you know, beats him up, goes too far, Biggie steps up to the plate, sort of thing. And then The Rock comes around. And then, you know, The Rock does a whole thing where he kind of like puts Big E down. He's like, all right, this isn't your level yeah. sort of thing, you know? Kind of does a thing about like punk, you know? Kind of like an homage to when The Rock came back for the thing and, you know, went, went over punk, got the title main mania sort of thing and punk was furious about it uh, you know you could do the rock kind of putting big e down and then maybe the year after that you have big e ch- i mean it's hard to say what the world will be like you know and it's hard to do a storyline for that long yeah but you know then maybe having big e go over roman the following year sort of thing i don't know that's i always like try to do honestly too long term of storylines in my head um <laughs> because i just love i love the long drawn out narrative sort of thing but but that would i don't know that would be kind of fun i think um and i think that would allow you know everyone to get their props in a big way and with fans and it could be like a big thing i don't know we'll we'll see i guess down the road you know how it develops um, if The Rock isn't there, yeah, it definitely feels like Big E is, is the match. Um, and, you know, the guy to, to win the title. And, and, I'm, and I'm really eager to see how that develops. Like, that, that's a thing where I'm kind of more or less on the, you know, the RIP men's wrestling. Um, you know, which, now that I think of it, um, rest in peace, Casey Michael. Uh, right. Founder of um, Squared Circle Sirens. I think that's the name of the site. I don't know. It's been a very long time since I've paid attention to wrestling. Um, but that that's the sort of thing that, uh, you know, men's wrestling would have me paying attention and, and you know, keeping my eye out for. If not necessarily watching the show live, going back the next day and, and checking out to see, you know, what happens. Yeah. Because um, that... That could be a really, really, really good storyline. Yeah, I, I think the, 
it's nice to have these possibilities though. <laughs> like yeah. like the only part time we're talking about is the rock. <laughs> like, God. Yeah. Although some people keep talking about Goldberg and I'm like <sighs> No man. Like what why? Why? If no. if 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 Roman isn't taking a steel chair and just beating him up, the bell rings and Roman duck out the ring. Play with him a little while, then get the chair and just go to town. And people, yeah. and people booing and roaming like, "What? You take off in a wrestle him? Give me my belt yeah. and then, then leave." This, yeah, this <laughs> dumbass old man <laughs> dating to yeah, step yeah. in the ring with like, me. Are you, you, know? are you kidding yeah. me? And then uh, after that, go backstage and go and go off on Vince or whoever running the show. Like, are you kidding me? It's who you lining up for me. Bring yeah. somebody better. <laughs> they need to yeah, do that yeah. though. They need to do that with him and an opponent. Just don't even try to win. Just beat him up with with a chair or something. Be like, are you kidding me? Get out of here. <laughs> but yeah, this ain't worth my damn time. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's also been an aspect of him of his uh, like he showed up to teach Jay a lesson. That's why he was like, actually took the shirt off and wrestled. But before that, he wasn't really wasn't even trying. All he wanted to do was show up and win. <laughs> oh, yes. We got we got the role model. We got the tribal chief. Yeah, and I have to model. give some love to Sami Zayn. As well. Oh my god! I am so like I feel like he's he's also another person that Vince has faith in because why else would he come back and just put the belt right? You know, run the storyline up. Yeah, 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 and just put the belt right back on him. So I thought it was so clever. It seemed like a Sami Zayn idea of yeah. the handcuffing, <laughs> the the that- body piercing. Oh my god. Uh, yeah, using the ear gauge as a way to immobilize your opponent is honestly <laughs> when, when it was happening, it's it's one of those things where you're like Wait, what? What's going wait, on? what? You, is this is this is this what's happening? Uh, and it is yeah, that whole match, I mean I'm usually not that sold on ladder matches because right. I think they can be pretty boring. Uh, a lot of the time, but they they were doing some some weird, wild. I mean, they were doing big spots too, but they were doing some just different stuff. It was the right group uh, of it was the right group of men to have yeah. that type of match. Yes, yes, absolutely, and it and it kind of plays into like the I don't know I don't know how you describe the the kayfabe persona, but the way that yeah we know. We, the way that we know their real life persona bleeds into their kayfabe characters. So, like, you've got Jeff Hardy, who's just willing to jump off of anything, <laughs> you know, do that sort of shit, high flying. You got AJ Styles, who's a grumpy motherfucker, who's just like, who like is flashy and stuff, but also just like a big old grump, you know? <laughs> and then you got just this wild, kinetic eccentric goofball energy in Sammy um and yeah that that trio like I I watched that match 
And uh, I watched the pay-per-view up until, you know, Sasha came out and then I turned it off because that was basically what I was watching for. Uh, but, you know, that, that ladder match was a hoot. And I'm very interested to see what Sammy does with that, you know, with this title reign. Because honestly, in my head, he's, I mean, I, I, I doubt it, but maybe someday he would win, like, one of the top belts, but I still doubt it. But I feel like... When I was a kid growing up, and uh, you know, even back when like I was big in wrestling in like 2016, like when I was reviewing SmackDown for Cage Side, uh, you know, I really have a lot of love for the Intercontinental Championship. Yeah. And just the way you can do things a little bit different with that belt and the storylines for that title. Uh, and I think that title is like made for a guy like Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. you know. And and that might, to some people, sound like a backhanded compliment, but I assure you, it is absolutely not. It is like w- one of the highest men's wrestling compliments I can give is to say that someone is like my vision of an ideal intercontinental championship champion. Uh, and like he's got it, and I love the character he's playing. I, the dude, had, I mean, he is just awesome. He's great. Uh, he's just like a legitimately good person, you know. So like, we need more of those in wrestling. Um, but yeah, no, I I loved everything about that match. I loved everything about the character he's doing right now, and and that's I don't know. I, I Vince has a lot of flaws obviously we've talked about some of them but vince is also a guy where if you stand up for yourself right to him mm-hmm. to his face yep he will get a lot of respect for it for you he will gain and so when sammy's like you know what man this is a fucked up situation i'm not gonna i'm not doing this you know and vince is like all right yeah i, I, I think know, especially I got, at, I got respect for that at this point i think that's probably like a lot of those guys I think Finn Baylor probably you know acted like fans around Vince and Vince is not gonna push you like that like you have to talk to him like a man like even if you're a woman like hey Vince yep Yep. (laughs) you know this that and the other like you see after Sasha did what she did look look at all that she's gotten and I just I was so glad that she stood up for herself in that situation and it's just so funny to me how out of that came a lie and people are still perpetuating it's just like yeah yeah so the business is weird because people are put that out the people who put that out of her about her are just jealous it was yeah. the only this is the only like and the people who actually believe that like you actually think that those women were crying about a fake bill <laughs> like I just don't I wouldn't I don't care what wrestling it was I would have never believed that anybody was crying on the floor because they lost a fake match yeah yeah, no, I, I think there's a word to describe people who are so credulous that they buy into a theory like that. 
Uh, I think there's a term in the industry that is used to describe people who believe uh, shit like that. Nicole, I don't know. I think it's I, I think it's maybe called Mark. Right. You know. Uh, yeah. I mean, wrestling journalism is very weird. Let's let's be real. Wrestling. I mean. That's why when I was, you know, when you were reviewing SmackDown and then when I was reviewing SmackDown, we kind of just tried to evaluate the storyline and the performances and that and ignore like the whole meta reality era questions because that's not fun, you know? That's not what we're there you know that's not what we're here for that's not what we're we want to pay attention to we want to see you know art being done by some of our favorite artists um and like the whole buying into whatever some backstage you know reporter with four sources has to say is 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 very very dumb uh but people are you know willing to believe all kinds of shit about people that they don't like for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I don't know. They, you know, it's interesting when you when you said, you know, when you're talking about it also matters, like when women stand up to Vince as well and say like this is something we want. I think it's not necessarily just when Sasha was like, I want to take a break, but also her and Bailey going to Vince for you know, months and months and months on end saying like, we want tag titles. We want tag titles. We want tag titles. And I'll tell you what, it didn't happen in the first reign because Sasha needed the break or whatever, you know, and it's honestly worked out perfectly, you know, and for the best that they got to have another reign and do what they wanted with it. Um, but I think when Sasha and Bailey were pitching, those titles they were also pitching it with the idea of like okay this is going to be a thing where we get to tell a story that becomes a single story down the road and gets us the chance to operate like in the spotlight that we know we should be operating in um so like yes they're trying to build a new division and put over like a new division and put over a lot of people which they did uh, you know, in the last reign when they had a bunch of matches, they, you know, they had the one match with, uh, I think, Shotzi and uh, Tegan Knox down in NXT. Uh, and, you know, they had the, the matches with the Kabuki Warriors and they had the, the rematches uh, with Nikki and uh, Alexa. They had the matches with the Iconics. And they had, I think there was another... I mean, there was obviously the the match they lost to Shayna and Nia, so they put they got the opportunity uh, to put over a lot of people, you know, with those titles, but also with the idea in mind of like, okay, some point down the road, we're going to be able to tell the story that we want to tell. Um, that, you know, I think Vince recognized all of that and was like, all right, you know what, you're you're saying you're talking my ear off about how this is going to be good shit but let's let's see you do it you know and uh you know then it's it's been extremely good shit i remember
some point over the summer, May, June, I don't know when it was. I think it was still relatively early in the run, uh, maybe like right after they won the tag titles. And they commentated, they were guest commentators for a completely unrelated men's match. And like that was the moment where I know Danny uh, like took notice of that on Twitter. And, you know, I, I also did. I was just like thinking, I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen like two women wrestlers commentate on a literally on a match that has absolutely nothing to do with their storyline. I think, you know, the way that they were able to tell the story and build a division, uh, not just for themselves, but for others, and then also tell the story that they wanted to tell been wanting to tell for years and years and years now has just been really special yeah and and you can tell like Vince has that trust in them Vince and of course Triple H obviously has that trust in them like when Sasha went on Twitter and she's just sitting there <laughs> with Bailey and she, the first first words she says are Io Shirai and the whole wrestling world is like, hold up, hold up, is this happening? Is this, is this, are you really fucking around right now? Is this, and it was just like, yeah, Sasha gets a match with Io Shirai just because that's what she wants. Right. And it was just like, that was the, that was, you know, one of the moments where I think I was kind of early. Like, I know I was like uh, emailing Danny you know, because I email him sometimes about, uh, you know, Sasha Bailey stuff. And I was just like, I think I was on to the, the fact that they were going to like win the titles and go on for a run a lot quicker than a lot of other people were. Because it just, I don't know, something to me told me that this time was different, that the booking was clearly that they were telling the story they wanted to tell. Um, but uh, when you know when Sasha comes on, comes on and says Io Shirai, and it's just like, oh, they they're they're literally writing the script for themselves at this point. And it's not it's not the creative control where it's just like, you know, the thing in late WCW people are just like, yeah, exactly. When they're just like monopolizing uh, the story and like, you know, making other people look like shit sort of stuff. It's the thing where like Sasha. And Bailey, as performers, recognize and respect the talent of other performers, and then want to like make art with those people. You know, yeah. I think that is really, I think that is really cool and really special about those two. Um, and you know, it makes it gives me a lot of respect to them. Additionally, as as you know, performers, not just as the characters. Uh, but yeah, the, I mean, like the stuff they were doing, like Sasha coming out with that entrance at Great American Bash, bringing or Great American Bash, bringing out the car again, <laughs> and her damn fucking dog <laughs> for no reason. Yeah. What? Like, why is your dog here? <laughs> why is your dog here? 
why is your dog in your entrance for no reason? And then like Bailey's holding Ryu and like Sasha pets him and then does this like look back over her shoulder to the camera and then just like throws her head back and laughs. And it's just like, maybe we didn't want this. this <laughs> maybe, maybe like all this time we're like, let Sasha, you know, do this, this cool shit. We're like, oh no, like, She's gonna be a monster. No, I'm just playing around. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's 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 been a really special run uh, to see the the art form. And I know I sent you the video of when I would when I did the yeah uh, the right way. So my friends uh, in Brooklyn, back in New York. Uh, have been running like a variety show for a literal over a year now. So like every couple of months they put on a variety show just um, in one of our friends' apartments and like people, you know, you know, do stand up or tell story or read something or sing or play some music or whatever, you know. Um, and so obviously they haven't done one in person since I think maybe January or something like that. But when they, uh, you know, decided to do something, uh, so the name of the the show is Cat's Throne Room. Uh, so they named it this Cat's Throne Zoom. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I did a lecture about uh, both art in wrestling and you know the industry's problems as a whole, uh, and that was being able to share that you know, the artwork that Sasha and Bailey were doing with other people was, you know, really exciting uh, for me. And this, I don't, I really don't know how to say it, like really stress it, but like in this really messy, fucked up, awful year. And like, it's been hard living overseas, like, uh, you know, leaving all my people and, and, uh, going back and, and doing the whole school thing all over again with, you know, a whole bunch of new people and kind of giving up the life that I had, uh, you know, that's really hard. And, and having this storyline that they've been able to tell has really, I don't know, it's been a, a real boon to my mental health. And like, this is what this is the most you can ask out of wrestling is yeah. you know to both get good art and also you know get art that both you know either inspires you creatively or you know just provides you a sense of uh you know of place in the world when it's kind of hard to find that these days yeah i i agree in I, that's really what wrestling is all about. I just couldn't, like... I couldn't just... Like, I can watch wrestling, like, just, you know, just the matches. But I, I really don't retain anything from it. <clears throat> like, I was telling people, like, I feel like Drew McIntyre is a decent champion and all, and he has good matches, but the only match... Of his from this championship run, I know I'm gonna remember is the the match from uh Sunday because of you know the legends interfering because that's something I could it's it's something more than just the moves, you know what I'm saying? 
Right, right. I can't, right. and I don't, I don't have any other investment in him other than, oh, he's a good wrestler, you know, nice enough yeah. chap. But you know, I just, I have to care. And if you don't make me care, I can't. I feel like I spoke about this on my other show that um, the reason why I think Roman Reigns has a very loyal fan base is because a lot of them are black women. And mm-hmm. we see parallels to like people don't understand how we can relate. Well, allow me to explain. He, uh, he it seems like with him, he's like he does everything right, and still has. And this is from his character on TV and in real life. He does everything right, right and he has all these obstacles he has to keep going over no matter how good you are you're always told you're not good enough <laughs> and if, the, if that is not the black woman's story I don't know what it is <laughs> so it's like almost like you can take that I can take I'm going to speak myself personally but I know other black women that can agree you can take all that anger and that rage that we have especially now and channel it through Roman. So when he's beating somebody's ass, it's like we are living through him. And I don't think people get that. They feel most of the time they're like, oh, you, especially being black, you have to live through black wrestlers and their experiences. And mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so funny that all of us have gravitated towards him and he's good looking that is true but he is not the only good looking wrestler in the business mm-hmm. not by a long shot and they don't have the loyal fan base that he has and it's, it's because of that um, I think that's also with Sasha and Bailey too yes. Bailey has a lot of uh, LGBTQ for that specific reason and I think mm-hmm. It's, there's something in their stories, personal and on TV, that we can relate to. And so yeah. when they're acting that out, it's it's like they win, that's a victory for us. If they lose, we lose. You know, we feel it right yeah. along with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that's a special thing in, um, in wrestling that you don't necessarily get from anything but music I, and yeah. but and it's in, it, it's in a different way because music is usually just you know through listening mm-hmm. but with wrestling it's like the telling of a story through physical violence it's and right. that I think that's why a lot of people who are, aren't wrestling fans don't understand because they just see physical violence as destructive but no, it's. I mean, if if that was the case, they wouldn't ever put it in movies. <laughs> like it's a very, yeah, it's a very good tool. That's why I wanted yeah. to. Uh, have you seen any cinematic matches at all? Uh, like, so recently, I mean, way, way, yeah, way back in the day, I remember whatever the final the Matt Hardy, or yeah. Whatever. yeah, the Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy stuff. Um, I I think I saw 
some clips of the the boneyard or bone grave graveyard yeah, bone bone yard match. Match, yeah. I, I never watched it in full i i never watched it in full even though it got like a lot of rave reviews um simply because i i have a hard time uh investing effort in something when i know both people are like hardcore <laughs> right-wing yeah maga fascist fuckers uh you know so like i i tend to avoid that sort of thing like i'm uh, i have my tastes are definitely colored by my personal political you know views um and like i think the idea of separating the art from the artist is kind of non nonsense um so i never really watched that i didn't watch like the firefly fun house or whatever that thing was i think as a medium it's definitely a way i think any here's okay here's another thing about wrestling in the pandemic era that's interesting is that i think you're able to do things that don't confine you to the wrestling ring so much yeah. like it's easier to do a lot of more like backstage stuff because when you have the crowd there you want to put on the actual live show for them in the ring mm -hmm. and that's and honestly in wrestling a lot of the best stuff is the little tidbits outside of the ring and outside of you know being in front of the crowd it's you know the backstage interviews and character and character uh building snippets and uh, you know beat downs or you know just storylines happening outside of the the squared circle and i think that's a, a weird benefit of these times as well um so so i think the like cinematic matches have a definite part to play and i would love to see uh you know if my faves ever got a chance to do some sort of cinematic match like i'd be you know glued to the tv for sure yeah no doubt about <laughs> Definitely. it uh I just I just the the right thing hasn't come around for my viewing interests I guess um but I but I do think that wrestling it's so easy to just run and it, like I'm not blaming like wrestling companies in this regard either and like WWE or AEW or you know Impact or whatever has you know regular television show because it's so hard like it's unimaginably hard to put out original con uh original content for you know eight hours a week or whatever 50 how many fucking weeks are in a year 52 i don't yeah. know 52 52 weeks out of the year sort of thing you know with i guess maybe sometimes you know you'll have some reruns re on like christmas or whatever um but it's unimaginably hard to put out that much content and keep it fresh you know so i think you know using a sort of thing like a cinematic match is is definitely a way uh to go for the industry to you know start looking more into in the future i, I you know i 
I didn't watch it again, but it did pop up in my like YouTube subscriptions the other day. Was the match that Sasha and Becky had last year at I think Clash of Champions, where like the match was. I don't know, 10 minutes long, and then there was like a 15-minute long beatdown segment right, outside yeah. of like through the whole arena sort of thing, you know? Which is like, which is great if you're watching on your, you know, TV or computer or whatever. That's awesome. That's a great thing. But that's harder to do and harder to justify when it's when there's 15,000 people there because there's a lot of people who aren't going to be able to see what's happening what's going on and that's frustrating as a paying fan yeah. uh you know there are definitely like benefits to these times uh for companies and it's been nice to see that uh they that they're leaning into a, you know a different a couple of different avenues creatively sorry i you just asked me like one question like have you watched any cinematic match and then I ran for like 10 minutes. <laughs> but that's that that is why I love you because listen, this is a this is too. a podcast, so we gotta talk and you know, certain <laughs> people people like, yeah, give I have been lucky though that the people that I've met after you, they also mm-hmm. get it. So they talk. Yeah. Like I love I've yeah, yeah. I've I'm I'm lucky when it comes to podcast hosts. Let me just tell you, yeah, yeah, I can yeah. go show with those girls all day long. Um, I was just trying to see, like you know, cover everything or try to get everything about yeah. like the scope of wrestling. Pretty much in the past, last two years. Two years. I which think is we've a covered it. Time. Yeah. It is. <laughs> it's been rough, but it's it, goddamn it, yeah. we've made it through. Um, we've made it through. We've persevered through the world, and we're getting some some goodness and, only um, in wrestling, apparently. <laughs> the thing that I love about the Empire, but it also gets on my nerves, is that we ride, yeah. we ride for Roman, and so when <laughs> all Roman had to say was, "I don't like CM Punk." We, I haven't been on Twitter in a minute, so I don't know if Punk has responded to what Roman said or what. Right. But right. we have been dragging CM Punk ever since that his interview came out. But the thing that kind of irritates me is it'll be somebody with 18 followers that's talking mm. shit, and like you, you'll talk so much, you will give him so much life that he develops a little fan club. Right. Right. Yeah, they're the the whole f- like. I mean, I I don't think I've ever interacted with this guy before. Uh, but like JD, yes, New York or whatever. He, JD from New York, and there's another one named DJ Storms. They both mm. got their following basically from trolling Roman Reigns fans. Yeah, and yeah. I I am mutually blocked by both of them. And people still yeah. screenshot their opinions and circulate them. Like, it, it, why do you care? Why do you care? Why are you making me yeah. see this? Like, it's obvious yeah. what they're doing. And I've seen both of these men. I know why they don't like Roman Reigns. I've seen them. <laughs> they're jealous. Yeah, I, can, I, I, I can picture it. Yeah, like, sometimes sure. you just got to call it what it is. 
just call a spade a spade just be honest about it and just move on don't spend this like I feel like we could just sit back and enjoy this this is our, my favorite's on his Hall of Fame run. I feel like Sasha yeah. and Bailey are on their Hall of Fame run. And certain little things shouldn't irritate to the There are going to be certain fans that do that, but we don't all have to dogpile on the man with eight followers. Just let yeah. him think Roman sucks. It doesn't. It's not stopping nobody's check. <laughs> right. Right, yeah, exactly. Sasha isn't yeah. Star Wars for crying out loud. <laughs> like, <laughs> can't nobody tell me nothing? <laughs> Sasha isn't Star Wars. Sasha Banks is in fucking Star Wars. What the hell? What on earth? And you know, it, oh my god, I it's so cool. It's so cool. And I'm so unbelievably stoked. And it, it's, man, <sighs> goddamn. Like, there's just, there's just something. I will say this about wrestling fandom: the way that wrestling fandom works is different than the way that fandom works for like other sports or for like your favorite actors or actresses or 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 you know your favorite um, musicians or whatever it's it feels a little more personal somehow um and maybe maybe it's because of the way that what wrestling is you know like maybe the weird you know, benefit of kayfabe is that kayfabe in 2020 means that the person's, the performer's real life persona is brought into the character as well. Yeah. Uh, so like all of the things that make, uh, <coughs> sorry, I'm going to be that person right now. I'm going to use a shoot name. All the things that make like Mercedes Vernado or uh you know pamela martinez uh all the things that make them the performers they are we get to enjoy those things too we get to you know celebrate and enjoy and appreciate and love those things and it's it builds a bond between fans and wrestlers that is just a little bit different than fans of other, you know, big fans of other, um, you know, entertainment mediums, yeah. I guess. And it's, I don't know, so like when seeing something like Sasha Banks in motherfucking Star Wars, Sasha Banks is in motherfucking Star Wars. Like that that's a thing that in impacts my life in no actual way, obviously. Like I have nothing to do with it. Like that's not, that's not, in any way my success or anything like that but it feels good it, it legitimately me legitimately makes me feel good as well and like that's that's great and that's a that's a wrestling specific thing i think um and it also because of the way wrestling is still like looked down upon you know in culture yep. at large sort of thing so like when someone you know makes it mainstream and honestly it's harder to, to make it more mainstream than being a fucking star wars show 
um you know that's that's just really special and like she's living her best life she's living her best life and she's not even 30 right she's 28 years old and she's living her best life and it's honestly like man it 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 makes me feel good you know because it's like here's this person who I've watched for a very long time and you know watched come up through the ranks and like saw something way back when like as we all did and uh to see it blow up in a big way like this it's just i don't know there's i i think i said it you know when i maybe it was like the the 10 years of Sasha Banks or I don't know 8 year I don't know what anniversary it was this last year like how many years she's been in the the industry uh but it was one of those twitter things like 10 years of Sasha or something like that and I I think I tweeted I was just like yeah she's my favorite artist on the planet and like she probably always will be uh and like that's just that's such a that's uh, that just feels good man it just feels good and I'm so happy for her and it weirdly makes me feel good too. <laughs> so, yeah, I hey, Listen, Roman had a non-speaking role in, in a movie with The Rock and yeah. we were celebrating like he was starring in the damn movie. So it's like right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what it is with wrestling more so than music or anything is like yeah, they're also chosen by, you know, the powers to be more so sometimes than in other entertainment but you yeah. still it's still a a way that they're all everybody's chosen to be on the show but you yeah. get to choose who you like and who you, like in the music industry like you could hate an artist and they're just constantly pushing you on and then you'll find okay one song is catchy but in wrestling it's like yeah they can push whoever they want but this is my fate Yeah. It's it's certainly it's certainly in music you certain people you won't ever get to hear certain great underground artists. In wrestling you get to see underappreciated wrestlers every week. Mm-hmm. So, I think that that's a part of the difference. So when you see them and you see them making their way from, you know, especially with uh Bailey and Roman like <laughs> I got to see all of them like grow up in wrestling. Yeah. That's yeah. that's like and before to see that you saw a fully realized product most of the time. We got to see them mm-hmm. figure it out and bump their head and go through, you know, certain trials and tribulations whether it be with their gimmick or, you know, getting over with fans and Mm-hmm. It's so it's rewarding. That's the word. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely the word for it. And goddammit, we need something rewarding <laughs> in 2020. There's not a lot that's rewarding right no. now. And uh, and frankly, there's not going to be a lot that's rewarding <laughs> going forward. <laughs> Not, not to be a total downer or anything, but uh, 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 Americans, like uh, the Americans who are listening to this, to this show, uh, I, I hate to break it to you, but things are not going to get better. I'm afraid of Americans. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter who we, no matter who, what happens in November, you're absolutely correct. And uh, yeah, at least I have something to hang on to, cause like, right? I I I uh I was having one of my favorite new artists. I don't know if how familiar you are with uh rap music, but one of my favorite new artists over the past year uh got shot by a male rapper mm. and just is just oh Meg, Meg yes, oh my god yeah it's a throwback of old southern hardcore rap that i grew up on mm. her style is straight from these artists that i grew up on ugk and three six mafia and all of those guys and I just really, I was, I really got into her and I really fucking loved her and this shit happens and I see just so much gaslighting and victim blaming and it's just like, fuck, I can't even fucking enjoy my favorite fucking artist because of this shit. So it's like, even in entertainment is fucked up. So I'm just glad that somewhere in all of this light, Another good thing is that most of like my faves all through entertainment and music have not been exposed as racist. Like I know, yeah. a, I know a lot of people's like faves and acting and whatever have been exposed right, right. recently as either racist or like extreme capitalists who are yeah. so fucking out of touch during the riots and shit, crying about. Right. Right buildings in that body yeah yeah but none of mine <laughs> so that, that's right another. yeah no nobody i liked really made an ass out of themselves yeah just I, yet. yeah no I, I i remember making this joke for for years was like the way to never be disappointed by your you know favorite wrestlers was just to have your favorite wrestlers be young women of color <laughs> it's just like, like this is like this apparently is the way this is the cheat code everybody young women of color with 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 uh good politics you know uh, right I mean, sasha's a little bit more vocal politically than bailey is but but neither of them has bad politics so you know right um, Thank God for small favors, I guess. Thank Jesus. (laughs) I tell you, because, well, like, something came out, like, that would be, that would be very, that would be very difficult. Listen, I I was like, I need proof on video. (laughs) This is true. It can't be. Don't lie to me. Yeah. I know. I think we're safe uh, with our faves. I'm pretty I sure think we're, we're safe. safe. <laughs> yeah. I think we're um, safe. Yeah. yeah, I've heard my fave talk shit about the president, so I'm good. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, I think is that. I think that's. Uh, I think we've uh, talked about all the important. Yeah, things. I think we've. I think we've quite a bit of the stuff. Yeah. I, you know, it's it's so special to come back and and do this after like two and a half years and still like 
we're still able to go, you know? Right, yes. We're still able to go. Not to, like, toot our own horns a little <laughs> bit. I'm sorry for anyone listening, but, uh, man, it's 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 fun, and it's great to hear your voice. I've really enjoyed it. Yes. I, oh, God. And I know it's going to be a lot of people looking forward to this, so... I uh, recorded another show on Sunday, and I have to edit that. I'm gonna have to edit this, but it will be out before Saturday. I just, oh. I, I have to get up at ridiculous hours for capitalism, and oh, some, some, yeah. some, I get off around noon. But sometimes I come home, and I just don't want to fucking do shit else. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. like I don't know how, but I got hired at this job for part time, and I keep looking at my schedule, and I'm like, those look like full-time hours, Those like full-time hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah but uh yes i very much enjoyed this and i'm gonna get this out as soon as possible and uh just uh yeah anytime you want to chat it up just hit me up for sure i will let you know all right and I'm, I'm certain i'm certain down the road we'll we will have more to talk about with these three people yes definitely they always give us something to talk about that was they always give us something all right so thanks for doing this for me and i'll talk to you later all right you have a good one you too bye-bye take care bye